Thank you, Daddy. Thank you, Diane. Did I hear a little Lamb of God, I come, I come in there? Okay. Got a sharp pastor. Well, good morning, everybody. Peace be with you. We're going to get out here on time before uh, the uh, hurricane comes. And uh, hopefully you'll be able to dance between the drops on the way home. Um, but welcome. And uh, I'll be doing announcements today. Uh, Lee is uh, recuperating well, but, you know, he only had his knee replaced. So, you know, I don't know why he's taking so long to get back here. But, you know, that's quite a, quite a deal. So um, our prayers uh, are for him and all who are um, healing from surgeries and other things that are going on. Um, so that is part of the announcement. Um, Ed did some legwork for us, as you know, the uh, tragedy in uh, Lahaina, uh, Maui, um, is, uh, you know, just ever in front of us as far as the news goes, and surely uh, you've heard about it, and some of, uh, some of you have even been to that, uh, that island and in that little uh, city, and so it's devastating, and, the, and we are always wanting to help the best that we can, and so Ed did some legwork. Um, for people that are working for relief for Maui. And one of them uh, is through Thrivent. And so those of you who are members, it's only four members, right, Ed, for that, if the Thrivent's matching of funds. So do you... Okay, so, um, but if, I, I guess, so Thrivent, if you're a member of Thrivent, you can check that out, and they will match $1 for every $2 that is given. And so that is always, you know, those of you that um, entrust them with planning, financial planning, and so forth, um, they're, a, they're a group that is honest and um, does what they say they're going to do. Another group, uh, Lutheran World Relief, um, says that all of their donations go to the Maui relief victims. Um, the one caveat that, that Ed noted, and I as haven't had an experience in, uh, in real estate and mortgage financing, is that they, they charge a point, 1.7 points on that, 1.7% to handle the, the money going there. And, you know, um, Th those are some options. I, I, you can already tell how I, I kind of feel about that. But they are, they're Lutheran organizations, and I believe them to, to be honest. The other thing, um, when uh, tragedies like this uh, happen, boy, I'm fogging up. Um, I think it's, it's always good that, you know, we, we say, well, I guess all I can do is pray. We've heard that, and we know that that is the first and foremost thing that we can do and are, are um, invited to do, and that is pray for his provision. And, and, and let's see how things go. I, I believe that uh, they're uh, receiving um, not so much maybe from the government uh, in, in, in terms of help, but their neighbors, and that's a wonderful thing from neighboring islands and so forth. You see that, that uh, people are, uh, are taking care of their neighbors as it should be. So um, those are some options that we have. Um, you can read in your bulletin the insert there of the things that are happening uh, throughout this week. And last but not least, um, Tracy and David were going to be helping me with communion, and Tracy stayed home today. And so I would uh, appreciate somebody, you know, I'll just, I won't look at anyone, but somebody coming up and, and helping David and I uh, to facilitate communion. So um, without further ado, thank you, Diane. It's lovely to have you here leading worship. And so, oh, Susan. Oh, um, yes, in light of the storm that's coming, no fellowship uh, afterwards, no, no coffee or place to sit or anything like that. We'd love you, but go home after this, okay? All right, and hi, Andy. It's good to see you again. <laughs> Say hi to Andy. He's a neighbor and <laughs> to sufficiently embarrass him, but it's good to see you again, brother. All right, let us worship as unto the Lord.
Would you please stand if you're able? We come together this morning in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open and all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us confess our sins to God our Father, most merciful God. We confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you. And for his sake, he forgives you all of your sins. And as your called and ordained servant of God, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. This is the feast of victory for our God. Alleluia.
Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting Father, you give your children many blessings, even though we are undeserving. In every trial and temptation, grant us steadfast confidence in your loving kindness and mercy. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. Good morning. The first reading is taken from the book of Isaiah, chapter 56, verses 1 and 6 through 8. You can find this on the uh, Pew Bible on page 1149. Isaiah 56, 1, 6 through 8. This is what the Lord says. Maintain justice and do what is right. For my salvation is close at hand, and my righteousness will soon be revealed. And foreigners who bind themselves to the Lord to minister him, to love the name of the Lord, and to be his servants, all who keep the Sabbath without desecrating it, and who hold fast to my covenant, these I will bring to my holy mountain and give them joy in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and sacrifices will be accepted upon my altar. For my house will be called a house of prayer for all nations. The Sovereign Lord declares, He who gathers the exiles of Israel, I will gather still others to them. We're reading Psalm 67 responsibly. Print it on your bulletin. Psalm 67. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine on us. So that your ways may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. May the peoples praise you, God. May all the peoples praise you. May the nations be glad and sing for joy. For you rule the peoples with equity and guide the nations of the earth. May the peoples praise you, God. May all the peoples praise you. The land yields its harvest. God, our God, blesses us. May God bless us still so that all the ends of the earth will fear him. The next reading is taken from the book of Romans, chapter 11, verses 1 through 2, 13 through 15, and 28 through 32. You can find this on uh, page 1761 in the Pew Bible. Paul speaking directly to the Romans. I ask of them, did God reject his people? By no means. I am an Israelite myself, a descendant of Abraham from the tribe of Benjamin. God did not reject his people whom he foreknew. Don't you know what scripture says in the passage about Elijah, how he appealed to God against Israel? I am talking to you Gentiles inasmuch as I am the apostle to the Gentiles I take pride in my ministry in the hope that I may somehow arouse my own people to envy and save some of them. For if their rejection brought reconciliation to the world, what will their acceptance be but life from the dead? As far as the gospel is concerned, they are enemies for your sake. But as far as election is concerned, they are loved on account of the patriarchs for God's gifts and his call are irrevocable. Just as you who were at one time disobedient to God have now received mercy as a result of their disobedience, so they too may have now become disobedient in order that they too may now receive mercy as a result of God's mercy to you. For God has bound everyone over to disobedience so that he may have mercy on them all. 
Here ends the reading. This is the word of the Lord. Gospel according to St. Matthew from the 15th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. The Gospel this morning does indeed uh, come from Matthew chapter 15 verses 21 through 28 and can be found on page 1522 in the Pew Bible. Matthew records, leaving that place Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And the Canaanite woman from that vicinity came to him crying out loud, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is demon-possessed and suffering terribly. Jesus did not answer a word. So his disciples came to him and urged him, Send her away, for she keeps crying out after us. And he answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. The woman came and knelt before him. Lord, help me. That's what she said. And he replied, It is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Yes, it is, Lord, she said. Even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. And then Jesus said to her, Woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed at that very moment. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. <clears throat> Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. So, in the gospel today, we read that Jesus had an, uh, had an appointment with someone very special. And in this story, we, we know that he actually went north, <clears throat> excuse me, from his, his usual territory in which he, he was uh, uh, ministering. And he was in Gentile, er, Gentile areas that we, we read about in, in Tyre and uh, Sidon. And from Scripture, we can tell that this is not something that, that he did often. He rarely went outside of um, areas occupied by the Jews. Um, and we know this from his, his words and admonition, that is, is that his ministry was to the lost sheep of Israel with only a very few uh, exceptions did Jesus um, minister to Gentiles. And we know that even after his resurrection, uh, as recorded in Luke uh, 24, verse 47, uh, it said, repentance and forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in Christ's name to all nations beginning from Jerusalem. So, Today's gospel was one of those rare times that, that he, he actually ministered to a Gentile, a non-Jewish person. This Gentile was a Canaanite woman. And she was under the impression that she was searching for Jesus. But the truth is that Jesus was searching for her. Let me unpack that. As the woman came to Jesus, she cried out, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely oppressed by a demon. Okay, so the Greek verb indicates that this cry, this was a cry of desperation, that it was a cry of terror, 
or some other really deep emotional need. In addition, it was a repeated cry. This woman did not care about her dignity. She didn't care what others thought of her. She has one goal and one goal only. She wants Jesus to drive a demon from her beloved daughter. And so in spite of the lack of decorum or good manners or what was just not done during that day, in spite of her desperation, in spite of her deep emotional state, her words are a beautiful confession of faith. Let me unpack that. She began with a supplication and praise of a curie. A curie, where, where it says, Have mercy on me, O Lord. And these words not only ask Jesus for help, but they also praise him as the only one who can give such help. And this is the praise that one gives to a sovereign, a ruler. Then she went on to call Jesus, <clears throat> I'm sure you have heard this before, but she called him son of David. And whenever anyone calls Jesus the son of David, that person is confessing that Jesus is the Messiah. So a Canaanite woman, a Gentile, is confessing that Jesus is the Messiah. She's confessing that Jesus is sovereign and that he is her only hope. Now we can deduce that somebody had already shared Jesus with her and that her faith was already strong. And even so, <clears throat> Jesus seemed... She, he seemed to really treat this, this woman horribly, in an in a unfriendly way. No one realized it immediately. But Jesus was testing this woman. He was testing her in a way that, <clears throat> that made her faith grow even stronger. At first, Jesus seemed to ignore her. He simply continued his travels with this woman trailing along behind him as she cried out for help. And the truth is, this woman, a Canaanite, wouldn't register. It was woefully inappropriate for her to come up to a man, let alone a rabbi. She is beneath his station as a rabbi. And as Jesus seems to ignore this woman, the Holy Spirit deepens and strengthens her faith. And after a time, her continual crying out, well, it seemed to get on the disciples' nerves. And they wanted this crazy woman to go away. And they said, send her away for she is crying out after us. And the sense is this, is that they're saying, this woman is embarrassing. Why don't you give her what she wants so she'll go away? And Jesus rebuffs the disciples' request with these words. I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Now, you would think, that this woman overheard these words. And when she did, she would get up and leave. She would take a hint. And these words seem to say that Jesus would not help Gentiles. And instead of all of that, at these words, this woman came right up to Jesus. She knelt before him saying, Lord, help me. Everything that Jesus seemed to do to get rid of this woman only serves to strengthen her faith. She doesn't give up. And then finally, Jesus seemed to shut this woman down completely when he spoke directly to the woman and he said this, oh wow. He said, it is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. He's calling her a dog. 
It seems as if Jesus had closed the lid on this case, and he, had, he was sending that woman packing. And it seems as if this woman was uh, a hopeless case. But Jesus, Jesus had left a way out for her. This rabbi, who had won every debate with every scribe, with every Pharisee and Sadducee and everyone that ever confronted him, this rabbi left a hole in his argument just for this woman. Out of her mouth came a great confession, a confession that is good for all people in all times and in all places. She said this, Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall off their master's table. When I read this story, I imagine Jesus' face, and I can imagine him smile and maybe chuckle. And I imagine that his heart must have just sang for joy as he heard this woman, these precious words, come out of her mouth. The Holy Spirit had given this woman a faith that was both wide and deep. And you can tell it was Jesus' great pleasure to elevate this woman from the status of dog to the status of sister and a child of the Heavenly Father. Because Jesus answered her thus, O woman, great is your faith. Be it done for you as you desire. And we hear, and her daughter was healed instantly. Let's consider this Canaanite woman. She was willing to be called a dog just to get the crumbs that fell from the master's table. Martin Luther wrote the following, and I wonder if he was thinking about this woman when he said it. It's pretty harsh. He said, If you were a Christian, then you ought to be happy to run more than a hundred miles to confession and not let yourself be urged to come. You would rather come and compel us, pastors, to give you the opportunity that such people would yearn anxiously and tremblingly for God's word, for God's absolution, for the sacrament, and so forth. Luther said, such people could be given such a desire and a love for it that they would come and run after us for it more than we would like. They would be coming after pastors, crying out, forgive my sins in the name of Jesus. Give me holy absolution. Give me the true body and the true blood of our Lord and Savior at the altar. So here's the question that comes. So why is it? Why is it that so many are not interested in God's gifts? Why are so many absent from the church? Well, today we know. Why do so many skip Bible classes when they are offered? Why would so many turn down the opportunity to study God's Word with their brothers and sisters in Christ? Perhaps it is that we don't understand our need for lifelong Bible study. The Canaanite woman in today's gospel had a clear need that only Jesus could fill. And the Holy Spirit taught her that Jesus was her only hope. Is it possible is it possible that many of us don't really think that we have a need that only Jesus can fill? Is it possible that we don't understand the depth of our sin? Is it possible that we don't understand our total spiritual helplessness? Every one of us 
every one of us is just as helpless before God as the woman in today's gospel was. We don't. We don't love God with all of our resources. We don't love our neighbors as we love ourselves. How many of us would enjoy having our deepest, darkest thoughts published on Twitter or in the Orange County Register? Do we have even the mildest appreciation for what Jesus has rescued us from with his suffering and, and his death on the cross? Do we? Do we have even the smallest understanding of what Jesus did to accomplish that rescue? Truth is, Jesus offers a lot more than crumbs in this place, in his church. He offers us his word and even his true body and true blood. He doesn't ask us to eat the crumbs that fall from the table. He makes a place for us at the table. He offers us his very best. And the gifts that God has for us are so very great. In today's gospel, Jesus elevated the Canaanite woman to the status of a sister or a beloved daughter, a child of the Heavenly Father. He, his great desire is to elevate us as well. His desire is so great that he, he exchanged places with us. He took our sin. He took our guilt, and he took the punishment onto himself. And he replaced it, exchanged it to us with his righteousness. And as our substitute, he took the full force of God's wrath against our sin as he sacrificed himself on the cross. And because of his great love for us, he died on that cross and he was buried. And yet the grave, we know, could not hold him. And in his death, he conquered sin, death, and the devil. He blazed a new trail from death to life. His resurrection on the third day promises, it promises us that those who die in the Lord will be with him forever. Our future eternity in heaven is not the only gift that Jesus gives. He also pours his gifts on us through the power of the Holy Spirit while we wait here on earth. He already seats us at his table while we wait for that uh, glorious day when Jesus takes us home to be with him. He does not give us crumbs that fall from the table. He invites us to recline with him at the table as members of his family. Now as we enter into his presence and he washes us clean and, and he clothes us in the clean clothes of his righteousness and as we confess our sins and he gives us full and complete forgiveness. That's what he does during this service. He feeds us richly with his words that he revealed to his apostles, that he revealed to his prophets, and we hear the words from the reading of the Holy Scripture. He even feeds us with his very own body and blood as we celebrate the sacrament of the altar. And it is there that we join in a meal with our, with our fellow believers here on earth, as well as all who now enjoy the eternal wedding feast of the Lamb. So, what can we do in response? Well, we can join the Canaanite woman and we can praise him. We can praise him with the words, Lord, have mercy on us, Akirie, and acknowledge him as the son of David, acknowledge him as Messiah, acknowledge him as the Christ. Acknowledge him as the anointed one. And we can give him thanks for all that he has done for us. In the name of Jesus, amen.
Will you please stand if you're able? Let us confess our faith together to the words of the Apostles' Creed, found on page 3 of your bulletin. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell, and on the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, and the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. As a family in Jesus Christ, let us pray. Dear Lord and God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we gather this morning to praise your holy name. Thank you, Holy Father, for all of the blessings you have bestowed upon us throughout our lives, and especially in the United States of America, a nation that you ordained to be unique among all nations on earth. As we have been blessed by you, we are compelled to share our blessings with others around the world by providing food, shelter, clothing, and protection from enemies that seek to enslave or destroy. God Almighty, we pray that you would continue to protect us, even as we have turned from you. Correct our national self-centeredness, restore our understanding and compliance with your precepts, and provide the wisdom and tenacity to choose leaders who please you rather than those who pander to our sinful nature. Lord, you already know our fears, doubts, anxiety, and tendency to constantly repeat the mistakes of our past. Yet you still love us and forgive us because you have said so, and you only speak the truth. Even so, we trust you when things are going well. But like the Apostle Peter, doubts arise when the storms of life, natural or personal, come to visit. Satan seeds doubt, as he has since Adam and Eve, and we listen. Thank you for forgiving us and for sending faithful family and friends to stand with us during the stresses of life, and especially for sending your Holy Spirit to reside within us and comfort our hearts and minds with your saving grace. Thank you for reminding us once again that the things of this world may be taken away in a moment without warning, but your love and presence is eternal, and our home is with you. Father, we pray for the people of Lahaina, Maui, Hawaii, who have experienced a horrendous and personal tragedy. Surely their faith in you is undergoing an unimaginable test right now. Holy Spirit, we pray that you would speak loudly about our Lord's love for them and enduring and steadfast presence in their lives. We pray also that this tragedy may cause those who do not yet acknowledge you as God Almighty will realize the truth and then come to accept the saving grace of Jesus. We pray for guidance and generosity as we consider how best to share our blessings with those facing great loss and despair. Guide us to be your light, Lord. We also pray that you would temper the forces of Hurricane Hillary as it moves into our local area. Thank you, Holy Father, for continuing to shine a light on the lies, deceit, and hypocrisy of political leaders and the news media who promotes such deceit. Holy Spirit, we pray for discerning minds and a healthy level of skepticism in all that we see and hear from those who seek power over us. Lord, we pray for the safety and protection of those whom we love, who are now or will be traveling 
Lord, we continue to pray for the medical professionals who serve to heal the minds and bodies of our friends and families and all who are afflicted with disease or ailments. We continue to pray for our school-aged children, Lord. We love them as you love us. Please keep them in your care and protect them from those who would persuade them to sin against you. We pray for the safety of all of our military members. They serve to protect all of us around the world and at home. Please shield them all from harm. Dear Lord, you know our hearts and thoughts and you know our prayers every moment of every day. We know that our thoughts aren't always wholesome or Christian and we are embarrassed that you already know them. Thank you for forgiving us when our thoughts are not loving, as they often are not. Holy Spirit, thank you for reminding us to focus on the thoughts of God rather than the guidance from Satan. Father, please give us rest from our anxieties and troubles, for we have many, and fear is the tool of the devil. Almighty God, thank you for our church family and our pastor. We pray for the safety of those who worship here and your protective embrace of all faithful wherever they are. Dear God Almighty, thank you for hearing and answering our prayers, even when the answer is no or not yet, because we know that your plan and timing are perfect and ours is not. Finally, we now share with you our personal prayers kept deep in our hearts or spoken aloud. Into your hands, Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us share the peace. pray with me? O Lord, our God, maker of all things, through your goodness you have blessed us with these gifts. With them we offer ourselves to your service and dedicate our lives to the care and redemption of all that you have made. For the sake of him who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right and salutary that we should, at all times and in all places, offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father, through Christ our Lord, who on this day overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection he opened to us the way of everlasting life. And so with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus Christ took the bread and he gave thanks. And then he broke it, giving it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. 
Do this in remembrance of me. And again, after supper, Jesus took the cup and he gave thanks. And then he gave it to his disciples saying, Take and drink, all of you. This is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. For we know that as often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, that we proclaim Christ's death, his resurrection, and his glorious coming again. Let us now pray together the prayer that Jesus gave to us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. The meal of the king is for all who believe and confess Jesus as Messiah, son of David, the anointed one. And if that's your confession, and I've heard you, then come. The table is prepared. The ushers will bring you forward.
should be running to the altar and thank you that he has called you, you have heard his spirit calling you to the altar. May it comfort you and keep you in his grace, his peace, and his joy. Well, thank you for being with us today in worship. Thank you for your faithfulness, making it through the rain to be here today, to, to uh, join one another at Christ's table. And, um, well, now the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and grant you his perfect peace in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.